Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, thank you very much for joining me uh, and thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, subscribing, hopefully. Hey, hey, I hope you've subscribed. Uh, most people don't intermittently listen. That's what I've found. I could be wrong, but it's just not my experience. And um, I wholeheartedly enjoy the company of, uh, of our regulars. And uh, more importantly, it is lovely to welcome uh, new people uh, now and then. And we do that uh, by taking your calls, uh, your emails, whatever it might be. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, absolutely doesn't matter what it is. Just lovely for you to get in touch. Um, I did get a few uh, this week, uh, thinking out loud. Um, did I read this one last week, the 25th? When was that? Oh, maybe I did. Gary Shaw been listening. Oh, yes, no, I got this email um, during the week, Gary, who I've had on the show a couple of times as a caller, uh, works on the host broadcasting of one of the biggest sporting events in the world. I've been listening from the very beginning and haven't missed an episode wherever I am in the world. The best way to catch up on what's happening in Australia, so much tech news is global these days that it's all interesting. Please don't stop, Trevor. Thank you, Gary. Much appreciated. Uh, Strongy242. Good to listen to all the tech stuff uh, from a bloke who knows. Well done. Thanks, Trevor. Um, And then uh, one very recently, Marcus will take that. Thanks. A good value show. Free. Good to hear about the new toys or dream you're about to buy and uh, while keeping it real and down to earth. Keeping me one step ahead of the kids for now. Keep it up and waiting for another 500 podcasts, dear God. Um, but yes, thank you for your uh, your emails and things. Oh, there's one other email. I'm sure I put it in my show preparation file. You know, show preparation is a very important, <laughs> you know, preparations, everything as they say. Um, I was just listening. Uh, this is from Clive. I was just listening to one of your recent podcasts. You talk about the times when you find it hard to get the show done. Although I must say, this never shows, which is a testament to you. And thank you for that, Clive. Um, it, I guess it's too easy for podcast listeners like myself to take for granted the hard work by show creators. And, and I guess, well, that's we're not we're not here to to whinge, but it's just like it, I, I mean, it's a personal medium. It's a one to one, so I guess it's it's useful to to share those thoughts. Um, and uh, it just says, keep up the awesome work and enthusiasm. Uh, energy, fun, and knowledge shine through in every podcast. Very good. And uh, Clive says his favorite iOS tip is to turn on speak screen in general accessibility and speech. So a two-finger swipe down in all apps, like Pocket, will read out whole articles. Perfect for dog walks and commutes. Or at least when I'm not listening to your podcast, of course. That is very interesting. I'm going to turn that on. Good on you, Clive. Thank you, mates. Um, thank you for getting in touch. Lovely to have your company. And uh, we've got a few things to talk about uh, today, um, a couple of which are also covered on Two Blokes Talking Tech, but this is all my view. <laughs> Telstra Air, Apple Music, a couple of great calls, and we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. And yes, I'm a day late, and yes, it won't be the longest podcast in the world because there's a Lamborghini Huracan in my driveway, which I'm going to go and take some photos of. I can't wait. Uh, all here on Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, Tech Life with Trevor Long. So I'm really keen to hear from you um, about Telstra Air. This is their uh, national Wi-Fi network. Now, I'm a Telstra home broadband customer. So this is me. I could be eligible for this service. I could sign up 
to this service. I, I'm yet to do that because I'm still thinking about it. Um, it's interesting because the the idea um, the idea is to create literally a, a a network across the country of Wi-Fi that that customers can access. So let's talk it through here. Travel along home broadband Telstra. I sign up. If my modem is not compatible, I have to buy a new one. If my modem is compatible, it just gets an upgrade and automatically two new networks are created. So I currently have two networks uh, or, or one network called EFTM Studio. Um, and then two new ones would be created, one called Telstra Air and one called FON. And those would be the networks that the random public would attach to. Now, having activated that service, having put my network on, I can then install an app on my phone and I can walk around and I can connect automatically to a whole bunch of Wi-Fi hotspots, to telephone booths, Telstra locations, businesses that have this facility, those kind of things. And I, um, I can get on the internet. And whatever I do on the internet counts against my home broadband allowance instead of my mobile allowance because I'm on Wi-Fi and it's free. It just counts against your home usage. Now that, to me, makes perfect sense. It's great. Very easy to understand. I think you'd agree. The Where it gets difficult, though, is the other people using your network. So, um, Rob Jolliffe, one of our regular listeners. I'm just going to name names. Just random. Let's say Rob. Rob lives um, in regional New South Wales. Um, let's say he's a Telstra home broadband customer. Signs up. Enables his modem, enables his account. He's in Sydney. He's, I don't know, he's, he's, he's visiting people near me and he can see Telstra Air on his mobile phone. It connects and he's actually connected to my home. He's connected to my home internet. Anything he does there, as much data as he downloads, doesn't affect my Trevor Long's data allowance. It counts against Rob's home data allowance. The speed that he will get is up to two meg on a home connection. You might get more on, on the pay phones and things if you're on your own. But my internet connection will only ever be used at maximum two meg for these services. So it's two meg of speed bandwidth. So I've got a hundred and something meg because I've got cable. I won't notice. I won't care. But if you've got ADSL at home, you're going to notice probably. Unless you've got 20 or 30 meg ADSL. I think you're going to notice. Now, Telstra say that if your connection is so poor that it would affect you, they will disconnect. They will opt you out of that portion. You'll still be able to use Telstra Air, but you won't be able to share your home connection so they don't degrade your service. They say they have technology that will detect that, um, and that's good. Your, your home network is secure because the people are connecting to a separate network, not your own network. So, look, overall, what a great idea. You know, it's a, it's a cracking great idea. I'm just not sure, and I, I kind of need your feedback here. Are you going to sign up? I just don't know. I don't get the sense, I guess, that it's going to be a runaway success in terms of growing a huge network. But I could be wrong. That is why I need your assistance. That is why when you call, I go, oh, right, that's what the real people think. Because uh, I think it's interesting to compare what Telstra thinks is going to happen with what you and I think is going to happen. So um, do give that a try.
I'd love to hear from you. Jump on the website, eftm.com.au, to uh, let me know. Send me an email via that beautiful website and uh, read away while you're there. Spend as much time as you like there. I'd much appreciate it. You're listening to Your Tech Life. Wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing, you can get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Joe. Hi, Trevor. What can I do for you? Um, I'm a regular listener of your podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I hear a lot about content, um, you know, downloading content or streaming content um, through things like Netflix. Yep. Um, and but you do need a good internet service to do this. No, no and question. You need for a, for a Netflix, for example, you would. They say four or five meg download. I, I think you'd have to have ten or fifteen, given what else is going on in the house and different things like that. What What's your experience? Um, well, I I had an ADSL service for approximately ten years mm-hmm. with Telstra, and unfortunately, um, a cyclone destroyed our house, and we had to move out. Um, into emergency accommodation for 12 months while wow. our house was rebuilt. Wow. When Jeez. we finally got back to our house and restored, um, we had our telephone number transferred to our uh, temporary accommodation and our ADSL service was connected at that house. And when we moved back to our place mm. and I went to, um, had the telephone reconnected here, no problems, but I was advised that there was no longer a port for me to have my ADSL service that I'd had previously. At the exchange, like a uh, port at the exchange? At the, at the exchange, oh. yeah. So for the last two and a half years, I've had a, um, because we have no, I'm talking on my mobile in a particular spot of the house, and <laughs> we have only probably one bar of Telstra 3G. Mm. Um, so a wireless connection and it's you know ridiculously expensive anyway yes so i've had a satellite service um for the last two and a half years which started out at 60 gigs a month we were allowed to have and the speed was not too bad it well (laughs) (laughs) it was about four megabits per second download Mm. So it was pretty. It was pretty slow. So you've currently got satellite. This is satellite. Yes. Yeah. Who's that um, with? Who, who's the provider of that service? Activate me. Oh, okay. Um, I only I went with them because they, all the other companies were only allowing twenty gigs a month, and I have two kids at school. Um, my daughter's doing a HSC, so, you know, just 20 gigs. Yeah, that's not going to work. Didn't cut it, no. So I went with them, but I did find that none of, you know, the other providers didn't have any greater speeds anyway. That's just the nature of that sort of type of internet. But over the last, over the last 18 months, we just cut, cut down down to 40 gigs a month. They said we weren't allowed to have 60 anymore. Then it went from 40 down to 30, and then it went from 30. Now we're allowed 10. And the speed is 1.2 megabits per second. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's... So um... 
I was so very hopeful when an NBN tower was being built. Yes. Um, probably about 500 metres from my house. Oh, right. Where, whereabouts um, are you? It must be Queensland or something with a cyclone. No, I'm, I'm near the border. I'm, I'm about uh, 15 okay. minutes south of the Queensland border. Okay. So we've been waiting for that for the last 10 months or so, hmm. and I've had the tech out here last week, and we can't get a signal. What? So, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you I went you I went from ADSL, you went through disaster, you get back, there's no ADSL, wireless is terrible, you go for satellite, it's slow and whatnot, and the MBN put up a tower nearby and they, it doesn't cover your home. That's exactly right. And this is what the MBN call fixed wireless. So the MBN is rolling out basically 4G towers to provide a, a direct internet connection so that people aren't reliant on the Telstra, Optus or Vodafone networks and, and people like Ionet and, uh, and others can resell a wireless service. Um, and it's chosen for, you know, large areas. Now, it's probably a, a remote-ish area or, you know, where they, that you live. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. So, wow, where to now? What is that, is that your issue? Basically, you're now stuck. You've done everything. Uh, You've got the MBN essentially and it's no good. Yeah, I thought I thought you might know people in high places. Oh, I know. I'm I, I'm gonna. Oh, we'll fight the fight. I just want to make sure that's the end of the story from your point of view. I mean, you, well, you've had I've, an NBN I've representative actually, test the internet at your home. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I I did want to ask for a second opinion, like a second tech mm. to come out. Um, the first one said that basically trees are blocking it, and I. I've no no doubt that that could be true, but I feel in today's world of technology that a tree can block a signal seems a little I don't know. bit a little bit far fetched. Right, and does your specific address come up on the NBN website as having coverage? Yes, the the lady that I spoke to, I've spoken to lots of different people, but the lady, particular lady at NBN Co that I've been speaking to, said. She can't understand it because I am smack bang in the middle of the the coverage area. Like for our area here, mm. I am dead set in the middle. I, she said some people on the on the edge of the map of the shading, mm. you know, don't get a service. She said you're so far within the range though. It's ridiculous. And I said, well, I think you need to grey out a little spot where my house is because clearly, yeah. Wow. Well, you're um, you're spot on. I, I do know people in high places. Um, that's that's not to say that it's going to have an effect. Let's be clear. Let's be upfront about this. Uh, Bill Morrow, the CEO, will um, be interested in your case because it, it's kind of the clearest case for the fixed wireless NBN that's that's there. Now, the next the next level uh, across. Not going to say down. The next level across for you is satellite NBN, which isn't yet available. Um, they're That's they're right. they're sending a, a satellite into space. Hopefully that doesn't explode on on departure as some have recently. Um, they're sending a satellite into space soon, uh, which will create the um, the the, te- the extra technology. So you know there, there's there's going to be something down down the track because basically what will happen is in the long run, let's call it four years from now, you'll either have fibre to the home, fibre to the node, cable, um, fixed wireless, or satellite and. Those will be the options working kind of down down the tree. So, 
That would be very disappointing, yeah. though, given that you actually can see a tower near you. So oh, I will represent on your behalf. I have your, your details. Oh, I will represent, and, and hopefully what I'll do is actually I'll, I'll reply to you the email I originally got from you, and I'll get you to send me your address. Um, uh, and if you can send me basically as much info as you can, I'm not going into essays. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, name or, or company that, that, that came out to do the test, anything you know about the test that was done. Um, let's get the NBN code to have a good look and see whether there's another technician that could maybe give you a second opinion or, um, I'd like to hear the, the true reason cause it's not a tree. Mm. All right, Joe. And, and my next, the next sort of level is you know i'm paying as i say i do in my in my house get two bars one to two bars if i i've got one of those little um telstra prepaid so so let me let me do a second thing then let me represent to telstra as well because they do have facilities equipment that can boost a signal i I don't know how it works i've heard about it so let's at least have that conversation as well Let's assume the yeah. NBN conversation is going to go bad and let's then talk to Telstra about what they can do because in, it's in Telstra's interest because if it works, you'll stick with them most likely. If it doesn't, you'll be champing at the bit to take any NBN deal that can come your way. So, Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't get – and there's no other service provider for telephone service here anyway. Mm. There's um, – yeah. Well, I'm not going to go as far as representing the Vodafone. They build a tower because that's, let's just, I mean, I may no. think I'm good, but there's no, I'm not no. that good. Let's be clear. Joe, no. stay, stay there. Let me get all your details and let me represent on your behalf to those companies and see whether we can get you some satisfaction. Thank you. And you can get in touch. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology, go to the website eftm.com.au. Grateful to the great people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. Uh, the NuviCam LMT, which I told you about in, in the recent weeks, is a sensational product. I'm going to take it away this weekend with the kids in a, in a road trip. It's the uh, SatNav with a built-in dash cam. All-in-one, six-inch premium navigator with a built-in dash cam and driver awareness features. So detailed maps of Australian and New Zealand roads, uh, free lifetime map and traffic updates. Integrated dash cam continuously records your drive and automatically saves files on impact and a forward collision warning alerts if you drive too close to the car ahead and lane departure warning alerts if you drift off the road into oncoming traffic. Unbelievable technology in a $500 uh, dash-mounted item, essentially, and it's uh, available now. Innovative design, detailed maps, free lifetime updates, a built-in dash cam. That is the NuviCam LMT, about $500. Uh, and you'll find it around on retailers and on the website, garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Let's, 
Let's take calls. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology, just jump on the blower, 1-800-157-157 or, or email via the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Steve. Uh, g'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Yeah, good. Listen, I've just, um, like you, taken up a bit of drone flying and I've Love got it. a small <laughs> small drone that I'm learning to fly. What have you got, mate? What sort? It's a Chearson CX-10, I think it is. It's the smallest in the world. Oh, one of those little tiny, oh, wow, yeah, they're all there. Much more difficult to fly because there's so much more control involved. Yeah, well, I used to fly a model aeroplane, so I'm sort okay. of not too bad. Okay, I love but it. it mm-hmm. the, the thought just occurred to me whether Apple would be doing any uh, drone stuff. So I just Googled iDrone, mm. and lo and behold, up came this fairly flash-looking photo of a, a proposed Apple drone with cameras on each motor and all sorts of good ideas like Apple does. And I was just wondering if you knew anything about it. And if it said on this thing that they're going to be introduced next year. Mm. Uh, I'm just wondering if it's a, just a rumour or it's real or, or what, if you happen to know. 100% rumour. 100% graphic artists or graphic design students love... Uh, designing stuff that looks like it could be apples. Because if they were to hear us talk about this, they'd say, oh, yes, we've done well because you've described it as an Apple-looking product. So, um, look, I would say to you straight out of the bat, it'll never happen. Apple will never do a drone. Um, It's a different style of product, I think. The the one that will come um, much sooner is GoPro. Uh, DJI, the people that I, uh, the the, the drones that I use, have now stopped uh, incorporating GoPros and they started doing their own cameras and I think GoPro will come out with a drone that is pretty much the the bee's knees it'll have all the functionality of a phantom but it'll have the follow me functions of some of these more um, you know active sports ones so I think that'll that'll be a huge success but I don't think right. Apple will ever go there what what what, what interests you about the drones uh, I mean are you, you're obviously starting out very small are you looking to get into the photography uh, video style of, of work or just you know, uh, no, there's a, another genre of drones called racing drones was, where you have the mm. headsets and, and you race around warehouses yes. or It's or, insane, or isn't it? That sort of thing. It looks amazing. It does, it does. And I was keen to... I, I'd like to build my own drone yeah. um, from from the ground up and... Uh, because it's cheaper, and yeah. um, have a go out racing them. It looks really awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome. I Look, if you do it, I want to know everything about it because it, it looks so amazing. I've seen some footage of them racing around warehouses or car parks, empty car parks, and, um, you know, you've got to be prepared to crash. You've got to be prepared to take a beating. Yeah. But I think the thing about it, though, if you think about it, and there's so many build your own now because they are basically just components, right? They're just, you know, a, a, yeah. a controller, you know, so a transmitter and, and receiver. They're, they're four motors, they're, they're sometimes GPS, they're, they're kind of uh, accelerometers. There's, there's not that much in them. And so really it's just about how you build it around it and what makes it that yours will be faster or more nimble or easy to control, isn't it? And from what I've seen on the videos, if you do crash them, they're relatively easy to fix, whereas yeah. if you crash a model airplane, uh, usually it's a write-off and it's, it's uh, you know... Uh, yeah, can't fix them, but they're no. a lot of work. And, and I think it's out. amazing that you talk about it that way because I remember always wanting a model airplane. Uh, I remember my brother started building one, and I just thought, such a big piece of kit. Um, 
you know, it was complicated in, in, in building, but the actual mechanics of it wasn't. Um, but you fly, A, take off landing, you've got a bit of space, and also you crash it. You, it's a lot of rebuilding, whereas I, I say to people, I am not crashing my drone regularly. There may be an incident here or there, but, um, you know, that's just a false landing or my, me being stupid. It, it's actually... It gives you the experience of flying something, of, of moving something around, and the cameras add a, an element to me. So that's why I think it's a, it's a booming market because I think people are loving the ability to do something in the air. And also, that's right, also just recently there's been a lot of uh, simulators for computers, for model aeroplanes, but most of them now have got a drone section where you yeah. can... Uh, do drone uh, practice as well mm-hmm. because and you know that, an, it's actually one of the best one. ways to learn is is to is to use a simulator to learn to fly. I I found because I went for the DJI Phantom, it's actually uh, easy to fly because it's a well it's it's expensive. It's it's a smart drone, right? It's very smart, so it yeah. actually knows yeah, how to no, hover. It's good. Yeah. Um, but but I found it quite useful. I got the best feedback when I bought it, which was don't be an idiot, don't be stupid, don't try and be a photographer, just Learn to fly it around. Learn how to fly up and down and learn about it. And just, you know, 10 or 15 flights later, I was really confident with it. So it is about practice, isn't it? And I, I did see another video of a guy who, who was used to be world champion helicopter flyer, model helicopter flyer, and he's got a new one out with variable pitch props and the motors in the centre driving belts out to the props, and it's doing all sorts of really, really fancy Is that the one that does aerobatics? I think I saw that video also. It is unbelievable. And, look, my biggest concern is that our enjoyment of this is ruined by idiots, um, and and that's my biggest concern. But I'd like to – I mean, I'm I'm thinking as crazy as I'd like to see council set up, you know, designated fly zones. So – you know, uh, uh, um, out my council, Hornsby in Sydney, they've got a, a huge mountain biking park that they've built. I don't know how much it costs, and great, excellent activity. But let's course, let's cordon off a bit of the bit of the, the the headland overlooking it, and and create it as a fly zone that is just acknowledged as well, if you go in there, it, you, you, you're going to get airplane clubs do exactly that. You know? that that's right. Yes, um, but you know, often the the model airplane clubs are built with great area to take off and land and not really about the scenic vision and flight. Whereas, you know, I went to the blue mountains on the weekend and, and spent some time kind of trekking, not much like a hundred, 200 meters into the bush to find a, a lookout that people don't go to because oh, I don't want to go to the three sisters because oh, there'll be too many people there and it's illegal to fly near that many people. So let's, let's get together and create a community that is, you know, here's the best place to fly and know that, when you go there, there are going to be people who are flying, and and not to. I don't want idiots kicking up a stink at me for flying a drone when I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Was that the video you put on Facebook a day or two ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just so yeah. easy to fly there. I mean, it was just beautiful, and so I'm actually going really away good. for the weekend. I'm taking the kids on a drive. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I'm going to go four days of driving and just flying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bit addictive. It is. All right. Well, mate, uh, good luck. Okay. I look forward to hearing how you go with a build of your own, mate, and get into the racing. Okay. Thank you. Good on you, mate. And if you've got a question, a problem, a comment, or anything about technology, jump on the phone or the uh, website, eftm.com.au. <music> before I go, which is still a while, I've got to, got to talk about this first, um, uh, Apple Music. So, some ungodly hour of the evening, uh, <clears throat> Apple launched Apple Music. 
Uh, they actually launched iOS 8.4, and with that came the Apple Music service. Um, I actually think it's got a long way to go. Uh, I don't think it's um, perfect from day one. Now, maybe it shouldn't be, but I don't know. When you come this late to the party, I, I think you've got to smash it out of the ballpark. I um, I downloaded the, the update. I opened up Apple Music, and I was confused. There's so much there. Because they're trying to make it so much. They got they want to have the radio style aspect with the Beats 1 and all your other iTunes radio, which still exists. They want to have the streaming service, which allows they suggest collections to you. They suggest albums to you. They want you to still have your music. They want you to, be able to buy music. It's They want you to connect with artists. It's so much happening in one app. And I think that's great for music purists. But I think that's why Spotify is doing so well. Um... I think it's it's a lot of information in one place, and I think that that's their challenge is actually showing people how it works and, and what it's meant to do, uh, how you're meant to find stuff. Essentially, now, the best part about it is that when you open up your music app and you click the search you know, magnifying glass, you're essentially able to search either your collection or all of Apple Music. So, actually, my advice to people, if you want to, Try Apple Music, yeah, is download iOS 8.4 onto your smartphone. Um, uh, open up the music app and it'll ask you to agree to some terms and conditions about Apple Music and, and choose a plan or not. You can opt, obviously opt out completely. Um, it's $11.99 per month for an individual or $17.99 for families with up to six accounts that are linked together with family sharing. You must be linked together or you can't share uh, the account. Um once you've done that, you're in a three-month trial period and you'll be charged after that, which you can opt out of. Uh, but yeah, essentially from that point on, you've got this search option, which is Apple Music or My Music. And the way it works is you you kind of search for a song. So let's um, let's put uh, Little River Band. Little uh, River. This is about as awkward as typing on national television like this morning. Uh, top artists, Little River Band. Oh, top results, the definitive collection. Yeah, like that. I am going to, so now I've got this beautiful list of all the definitive collection songs. Now the great thing is there's, a, there's three dots, and this is where it's kind of not, I'm going to heart that. I'm going to plus, there's a little plus sign, I've ticked that, I've pressed that, and it becomes a tick. All of this album is now in My Music. So when I click on the My Music icon, the library, I've now got a combination of My Music, the stuff I've ripped or bought over the years, and the stuff that I've added as part of Apple Music. And if I go to songs now, because it's, it's harder to find, I think my kids will struggle now to find the list of, of songs. But anyway, um, if I go to songs now, let's let's have a look here for uh, down on the border. That's got to be in the definitive collection, doesn't it? It's got to be. Uh, down on the border. No, that's not this one. Just got back from the border. What I saw made me not for sure. We're out of order. Boop, body, deep, body, boop, Embarrassing. Okay, so now when I found it, so finally, I have three uh, versions of Down on the Border. Two of them don't have album art, so I'm tipping there from my collection. One of them is the one I've just added from Apple Music. Now, the problem is there's no cloud icon. <coughs> Excuse me. I can't see. If I have bought this song or own this song, uh, 
uh, make available offline. That must be the one that's that's uh, removed from my. I don't even. Yeah, I can't tell anymore. Now that's that's fine if you're continually subscribed, but when you unsubscribe, you've lost all that stuff. So I think there's a bit of work to do there. I, I don't know. It's just they've just got so much to pack in, so it's a real user interface challenge. And I think we'll find in iOS 10 that 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 could be their big their big reworking of that. I don't know. I think maybe they need an app for Apple Music Radio, um, and then they need to refine the discovery mechanism. I don't know. I haven't actually used it that much, so I'd be interested in your thoughts. Let me know if you downloaded the iOS update. Let me know what you think of it, and let me know whether you're going to pay for it. That's a big question, really, isn't it? Um, I'd love to hear from you. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. All right, I've got to get in this car and go for a drive. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, TrevorLongAU on Instagram, Love your feedback on the photos of the car because I've been playing with a new bit of kit. I might tell you about later, but I'm trying to keep it a bit of a secret until so everyone else doesn't do it. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm having a bit of a play around with this great little bit of kit. So yes, uh, I'm going to go and drive the Lamborghini Huracan because I'm taking it back to the Bowen tonight so he can take it, have a drive tomorrow and, and then take it back to the dealership. Before I go away for the weekend, I'm going to make an executive decision right now that Unless I get overwhelmed with emails, needing help, needing support, needing some sort of advice, then maybe not, we might have a week off next week. I'm, um, I'm having Monday and Tuesday off from work, so maybe I should have it off from the podcast as well. You tell me, do I deserve that or not? I don't know. It'd be a bit weird if you said I didn't. But let's be honest with each other. Be honest with me. While you're there, jump onto my Twitter page and look, search for my, my appeal to uh, support my son's fundraising. He's raising money at school. Um, it's just a bit of fun. I'm, I'm you know, trying to get into his goal because I think I should, have the, <laughs> I should have the connections and ability to get him a bit more money than just his close family. Uh, Jackson's fundraising page at mycause.com.au uh, under the school run for fun. Student named Jackson Long. God love you, little buddy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I will talk to you definitely in a couple of weeks. Maybe next week, depending on you know how many emails I get. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Uh, on Instagram at Trevor Long AU. On Facebook dot com forward slash Trevor Long, uh, and all on all the websites and TV and radio. You know where to find me. Thanks for listening. Talk to you then. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long.